0: Wait, I'm not ready. Too late. Fuck.
1: Welcome back to City Wave Cinema, where uh, our lovely live chat who tune into us live um, <laughs> gets to vote <laughs> on, <laughs> on the next movie we watch. And someone used a bunch of their nuggets of friendship <laughs> to pick the next four episodes you will listen to. Woo! Baby! One of them is Sahara, which will be Ooh, yes. next
0: week. Give it to me, baby!
1: And then one after that will be A Night's Tale, which is one of my all time favorite movies. I haven't seen that one. You'll actually like that one. I hope so. That one I'm not even just like joking, you will actually love that movie. Um It's right up there with Mulan Ruse is some of my top ten of all time. Uh, But yeah, so that's what you have to look forward to. Shout out to Green Gorilla over on City Waves Gaming, who watches us live every single time we're live. We really love him, and he (laughs) deserves all the shout outs in the world. But shout out to him for spending his nuggets of friendship to secure not one week,
0: but two full weeks,
1: but two full City Wave cinemas of content that he likes. So... That is that, but this is not this is not an episode about those movies.
0: No, we're still talking about that god awful Cinderella musical.
1: Nor is it a shameless plug for all of our other shit that we do. Well, this it is, kind of is. It kind of is. This is about Cinderella. This is about Amazons original Cinderella, to be specific. And where we left off, we are not even halfway through with the movie and we literally have I'm, not I'm shut gonna, up.
0: I'm going to start speedrunning some shit here because we got we to gotta get going, all right?
1: It, this might be an extra long episode because I have a lot of things she's gonna to have, say. She's going to have
0: a rant in a little while.
1: I have a lot of things to say about the second act of this movie. And none of them have to do with the songs or the acting or anything. It has to do with a lot of other things, but I will get there when we get there. Let's go.
0: Right. Um... Now, I've already ranted and raved enough about how, like, the songs don't make any sense to me because I don't know any of the songs. And I think this is an example of a movie where, uh, I believe they picked the songs in advance of writing. Like, they probably had their plot points, uh, picked out, but they, uh, didn't really write the thing until... Uh, they had picked out the songs that they wanted to use.
1: I think that's true, because it's kind of like the instance where I said with the choir, um, the choir in Cinderella, I feel like they really wanted to just use some of these songs, so they made the movie work for the
0: songs. I hate that. I think it was bad. Um, That's fair. It's just, it was just rough to watch. Uh, there, there were so many story angles and it felt like they did a lot of writing and setting up all these story angles, uh, from rebelling against parental authority to equality to all the numerous other stories that they wanted to do, uh, that they simply forgot to write any sort of character growth or traits or dialogue or anything that makes the movie good, uh... And so, you know, that's depressing. And then they made the overweight stepsister make a fat joke and I was I was upset.
1: That was the most upset James was probably throughout the whole movie. It's just a ch- it's no, a cheap gag. No, the most upset you were throughout the whole movie is yet to come.
0: It I'm all for good jokes and I'm all for edgy jokes. But it's such a cheap gag. To make a fat joke and have an overweight character say it. It's lazy. You can do better almost always. That's just not good writing. It's just not... It's not funny to have the overweight character have something go wrong in their life and they say, Fuck it, I want a pastry and I'm going to bed. That's not fucking funny. It's not good writing. It's... it's it fits in with the Cringe! It's very cringy, but it's not good. And I imagine that when you set out to write a movie, you want to write a good movie. That's not fucking good. And you could do better. I expect better. I expect better. Uh now, just before we get to the ball sequence, we have to, of course, meet the fairy godmother. <coughs> Pardon me. And we gotta have this. Tearful song because Dina Menzel threw an inkwell at Cinderella and ruined her dress that she made. Of course. And uh, the lighting, this is a very technical problem that I had with the movie. The lighting in the courtyard scene where she sings the song changes with every single shot. She doesn't move, she stays in the center of the courtyard, and she doesn't spin around all that much, but every shot, the lighting changes and it's, it doesn't make any sense. Lights, in this place, in this scene, the lights should be static. Torches or whatever, they should be static and staying there, where they are.
1: That's such a filmmaker's perspective that I
0: wouldn't have noticed. It, it's It's such a niche thing. People don't pay attention. But if you move your lights to wherever your actor is, you're only making a music video. You're lighting for your actor, you're not lighting for the room. You got to light for your scene, you don't light for your actor. You move your act your actor can move within the space. You can block the fucking thing. You can choose where the actor goes. If you've built the set and you have the set, that's the set. That's what you decided on. Where you put the lights, that's what you decided on. And if you don't like it, you're wasting money and time tearing it down and resetting it to something else. So to see that in the final cut, the lighting changes a ton from different angles, it it doesn't change in a continuous way. It changes in a way that breaks continuity. And that is an ouchie. That's a no-no. Uh, And then Billy Porter arrives. Woo! In the flesh, instead of just an ethereal voice in my ears.
1: Or as a butterfly.
0: Right. Well, he is a butterfly, and then he becomes not a butterfly anymore. And everything he does is cringe.
1: I liked his outfit, and I think having him as the fairy godmother, um, or the Fab G, which is what they call him, I think that was... The I like Fab G?
0: That's funny. That's a funny gag.
1: And I really liked it. I thought that it was a good take. It's definitely never been done before. Certainly not. Um, and I think that it was really refreshing. And I think he brought a lot of comedy to the role.
0: I think if you're... Go- okay, here's a fun take. If you're going to gender bend the fairy godmother in the Cinderella story, you you have to swing for two ends of the spectrum. I only want Billy Porter or joe pesci
1: so like the fairy godfather like we had in rumpelstiltskin pi yes yeah okay
0: those those are your two options if you're gonna gender bend it don't give me some hunk don't give me some a-list actor give me some real weird shit like make it interesting make it hold attention don't I think make it some, oh, they're just doing this for the money thing.
1: While it might have been cringe, I think he did an excellent
0: job. I think that his job was to go in there and be cringy. I think that was his gag. And I think he did well. I hate watching it with my eyes, but I think he did well.
1: I like, I like a lot of his lines, like, you know, like, um, women's shoes are as comfortable as they're going to get. Like, I think there were a lot of good...
0: That's a good line, but it makes me write a note that says the rules of magic in the universe are bullshit. There are no rules, but there are rules such as I can't make those shoes any more comfortable for and you.
1: And then he ends up just making them comfortable. I feel like he was just being petty.
0: I don't know what spell he did. She was having trouble walking in the glass slippers after this transformation and she couldn't fucking walk in them. And then he did. He woosh woos the wand and glitter happens and then she just walks fine. Very confusing. Maybe. He doesn't say any words. There's no indication as to what's just occurred, but she becomes capable of walking out of nowhere.
1: Maybe he just made her... Balance to... better? Yeah, I don't know.
0: It's I not know. explained,
1: you're right. It's, it's not
0: explained? Not explained. And I, I thought he made hate them that. more comfortable. I hate that. I hate that it's not explained. You like,
1: really have issues with magic that's not explained instead of just accepting it as magic.
0: I've... It, it's... It's such a me issue. This is not an issue with people's writing necessarily... But I like having boundaries. Or having stated untested boundaries. Like, I don't know how far this magic goes, but I know it goes farther than I have. That's a really cool and mysterious way to set up a character that has limited, but also unlimited potential in magic. Saying... I like giving hard rules on magic is bad, but giving no rules on magic is also bad. Like you can't—it's the opposite of casting for the fairy godfather You have to put it in the middle somewhere, but you don't have to make the walls real. You just have to give the indication that they could be. Yes.
1: Do you have issues with the genie
0: in Aladdin? Uh, yes.
1: Okay. I just wanted to know how far this, like, extended as, like, a concept in your brain.
0: I mean, now, the genie from Aladdin has three set-in-stone rules.
1: Technically four if you consider that you have to, like, make a wish for him to do shit for you.
0: Yeah. Which is where it gets... That's where things get wonky because the genie just also does a bunch of random magic all the time after he's out of the lamp. Yeah. Regardless of version of Aladdin, he just does a bunch of magic shit. All the time. Yeah. So the rules, and that's a thing where there are rules that are stated and that are sort of fair but there's also that fourth rule that is kind of imaginary and very loosey-goosey and that's what makes it better than this, for instance, where there are no rules and, but there are rules and it's like you're handcuffed but with bubbles. Like, you just, there's, it, nothing makes any sense. I can't make those shoes more comfortable because they're women's shoes. What, is, what the fuck writing is that? That's such shitty writing. Make it something more clever. Make it better. Make it
1: better! Like I can't make them more comfortable because they're made of glass.
0: Sure!
1: I also want to talk to... Cinderella's Grimm's, Right? or was it no it wasn't i know
0: i just had to, my boss came into work the other day and did a bunch of random trivia questions and one of them was who was wrote were, no anderson? it wasn't i said it wasn't hans christian anderson he wrote the little mermaid uh fuck who wrote it he said it i didn't get the dollar he gave us money to answer trivia questions at work it was great
1: i'm sorry are you guys gonna become that new tiktok group like that other warehouse that does a bunch of fucking random tiktoks
0: Uh... Who wrote it? Who wrote it? The very first European version was written in prose, published in Italy in 1634 by Giambattista Basile.
1: So neither what? one of the fairy tale gods wrote Cinderella?
0: Charles Perrault wrote one. Uh
1: but neither the Grimm brothers nor Hans Christian Andersen
0: was a Grimm brothers. Okay. So they have one and it's the German for it is the little ash girl or Cinderella.
1: And it that's the one with the heel. Oh okay. uh,
0: yeah, that's the one with like, okay, the. Okay, so the Grim brothers, violence. the
1: Grim brothers did touch it. Cool. They've
0: they've written one. That's but all they're I not, need. To they're talk. not the OG writers of it.
1: Well, the I think Cinderella because I just saw on while James was looking, there's like ancient versions. So I feel like Cinderella precedes.
0: This is time a, and space. This is a fairy tale that is older than lots of things.
1: So older
0: than some countries.
1: It's older than the Grim brothers' fairy tales, which is something interesting for me.
0: Yeah uh shit what i just needed next?
1: to know which one it belonged to though like whether it was hans christian or the Grimm brothers and it was the Grimm brothers so i forgot what the point of that oh, was we had a little uh,
0: so you know you know they turned the mice into f- footmen for the thing and, as per usual yeah billy porter called them disgusting for reasons well because uh, they called him disgusting Oh, when he was in Caterpillar form. Yeah,
1: they were like, he's disgusting. She really needs to get rid of that thing. They had that whole bit.
0: Fully forgot about that bit, so never mind what I was saying.
1: So he calls them disgusting disgusting. in return.
0: Very funny, now that I think about it in the context. Uh,
1: Yeah, they call him a disgusting creature, so he calls calls them them disgusting disgusting little creatures.
0: He turns the mice into footmen, and you get three comedians, uh, one wearing glasses, uh,
1: Which he does take off confused about, so that he, was a yeah, nice was, like trait like, of like.
0: Um, they pop up, and then we have like a t- uh, th- like thirty second dialogue about the fact that the mice are dudes, and Cinderella always assumed they were boys because or mice, they were girls. Or, yeah, they were girls because mice are girls and rats are boys, and the the like, it was just super unnecessary aside. Like the whole thing was just unnecessary. Call them disgusting creatures. Turn him into humans. And you've got, like, super veteran comedian talent right there. Let them be funny by themselves.
1: Despite your feelings on James Corden.
0: Even if you don't fucking like him, he is an industry veteran.
1: And he's And funny. he's
0: been, he was enormously famous in England before he ever came to the United States.
1: And he's a Tony Award winner.
0: He, whether or not you like him, he is a god. Now. These guys are fucking hilarious people. You don't need to have this obnoxiously on the nose aside about, Oh, don't assume someone's gender. However you feel about that issue in society, that doesn't matter. Throwing it into this movie with mice versus rats who we don't ever see and all this other shit, wildly unnecessary. Like, it didn't add anything to the story, and it pulled me out because it didn't fit, and I hated it.
1: I didn't even put the social commentary on it, and I didn't like it, so.
0: I did write a note that just says James Corden is in this movie. I don't care for James Corden, but I've do. i seen it. I think one of his best roles I ever saw him in was uh, uh, Into the Woods. Hugely good in Into the Woods. He
1: does really well in Broadway stuff. He needs that.
0: Yeah, well, fucking start.
1: Okay. I'm gonna start with my biggest complaint in this movie, and I'm going to tell you that I have vast experience in this knowledge, not only because I was in theater and in over, I think, 30 productions at this point. Um, my big complaint is camilla's boobs and it's to no fault of her own and it's to no fault of the costume designer's fault it is the fault of whoever was in charge of checking her between takes And i'm going to tell you why now as a female if you are a male tuning into this or listening or whatever uh females have boobs and in order to properly fit your boobs into things you need to do what is called a scoop. It's where you scoop them and set them on top of the thing, and you also need to do a bend down so that your chest rests perfectly in said holder. Whether that be a bra, a corset, a waistet, whatever you want to put them in, that's how you do it to get a proper fit. Now, What Camilla suffers from a lot in this movie, and it changes from take to take, which is why I know it's not the dresses or the costume designer's fault, is she suffers from what I like to call as soupy boob or what other people call as gapping, which is where her boobs do not fit in her corset properly because they were not scooped or taped. The other thing you can do to solve this problem is to tape them to the dress or in place. And it is the biggest frustration of mine of all time because there are just times where it looks like she has no chest because they have pooled down in the bottom of her corset and have not been adjusted properly for the take. And again, I know it's not her fault or the dress's fault because there are plenty of takes where they are just fine and perfect and you can't tell me, oh, it's the dancing, oh, it's the action. No, it's fucking not. Because there is a whole scene where she's running out of the castle and her boobs are fine. It is my biggest pet peeve of the movie because I watched it for the first time, my first time ever watching it. And I couldn't focus on anything else because her fucking boobs were not correct in her dress. And I spent the entire first time watching it, analyzing whether it was the dress or her boobs that was the problem. And it's neither... Whoever is in charge of adjusting her hair, her makeup, her look in between takes deserves to be fired. <sighs> okay. That is my rant. Now, I will say that I had a college professor who told me more than once that I will get lost in the forest looking at twigs because these, ent- these little tiny details can take me entirely out of a movie. But the reason that I get so upset about them is because they are such easy little fucking fixes to do that it shouldn't be an issue. I don't care about these glaring plot holes or blah 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 like I enjoy the movie overall. It is a really good movie. The two things that I have an issue with and one of them I will wait to talk about because it's a choreography problem in the ball But the two things I have issues with the most in this movie are glaring errors in costuming. Not even costuming, just in takes, like in continuity and choreography. And those are two very easy things to fix before the movie even gets to the set. So.
0: I have a note for you.
1: Yes? Pardon me. Is it about boobs? Uh,
0: no, but it is about continuity.
1: Okay. In... Is there something I missed? No. Okay. I was like, I caught a lot of continuity errors, so...
0: On any given film set, there is traditionally someone whose entire job is to watch for continuity errors. They will also do this after filming is wrapped sometimes in conjunction with the editor to look for this shit now people are people, people make mistakes there are movies out there that have more continuity errors than this one does but none so present themselves as evident as Camilla Cabello's boobs
1: When you put a girl in a corset, people are going to stare at her boobs. So if you don't fix them, it becomes glaringly obvious in every single take.
0: America's very upset about this.
1: Because it's such a stupid thing that was so easy to be all like, oh, hey, we need to reshoot that because her boobs look bad. You're, You're not just with my brain you're making her look bad and that's where I like and also I will say this to be fair as an actor scoop your own fucking boobs you can tell when they're souping you can tell when it's not fitting right fits in the middle of a take obviously don't fix them but in between just go just do a little fluff it's fine
0: You do not have to explain the semantics of a corset to chat right now.
1: Uh, Yes, a corset is to draw attention to your boobs. However, even when I went and got fitted for my first corset, the first thing they told me to do was to scoop before you tighten it all the way.
0: I mean, yeah, you want it to sit up high. That's how you draw attention.
1: Again. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it wasn't a continuity error. Maybe it was a fitting problem. Maybe she, maybe it was not fitted properly to her,
0: but- Which, I mean, Jeff Bezos, come on, you got the dough. Make it work.
1: But again, I can say that's not the case because there are other scenes where they look perfect. That is my rant about her boobs. I will not bring it up again. Even though it happens a lot during the song where she dances with the prince. But that is my rant. For the entire time she is in her Cinderella dresses, which which is where she's supposed to look her most perfect, supposed Peacons. to be princess quality, that's where she has the most problems. And you're done. I'm done.
0: Now. I'm good. They did the classic, you know, by midnight, the magic will wear off bullshit, uh, which I hate because I don't like the idea that magic could only last for so long. But I accept that it is a thing because it's in lots of other universes and shit.
1: Your issues with magic really just...
0: They br- run—they
1: bring me down, man. They, they
0: run deep. Midnight is such a shitty time frame because these parties, these balls should rock all the way till 4 or 5 a.m. Yeah. Like, especially if we're hunting down someone for the prince to marry, like this party has an agenda. We're out here looking for babes. And we're like basically we're doing a whole season of The Bachelor in one night in one party. That's what we're doing, right?
1: If have never thought
0: about Cinderella what, like that. That's, that's what facts. the ball, that's what the ball at Cinderella's for! I, the you're... whole it's just one season of The Bachelor. It's just one whole long season condensed into one night where he goes, and there's it's only- a tinder swap. Yes, no, yes, yes, no, 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 yes, no, yes, no. And
1: there's only one rose.
0: And it goes to that fucking peasant over there. Now.
1: I will say, I'm going to jump in. What I do like about this version of Cinderella is that they had him have interactions with her before the ball.
0: Yes, I like that. And it's also,
1: he knows who she is before yes. the ball. Like, that just, in general, that's just a really cool thing where it's like, he knows what she
0: looks like. It is... He knows who she is as a person. It's so wild to me that they could, like, knock that little thing out of the park of, like, fixing the glaring issue that Cinderella's always had where she shows up at the ball for, like, no reason, no real reason other than she wants to go to the ball and the prince is like, well, obviously I'm in love with that chick. Like that's always such a weird dynamic that happens in the story. So to give uh, 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 the prince experience in talking with and being around Cinderella beforehand makes it all make more sense.
1: I also it gives a
0: reason for the emotional connection to happen.
1: It also makes it so that, she, like, he's not just with Cinderella because she's a pretty face. Yeah,
0: yeah. It, it gives a reason for that emotional connection that's supposed to happen.
1: Like, because in every other, not every other, in most Cinderella iterations, classical anyway, some of these modern ones do a lot of, like, beforehand interactions. But in most classical iterations of Cinderella, she shows at the ball, up at the ball and she's just the prettiest girl there. Yeah. And that's kind of... I mean, we already know that's really demeaning to women and blah, 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 classic fairy tales, eating disorders, societal perfections, blah, blah, blah. So I really like that they just made it so that, like, that's not the reason. And in fact, he had to bribe her to go. She didn't want to go to the ball. She. I was like, eh, no, nah, I'm good.
0: Yeah, he had to convince. Her. Like, it, it boggles my mind that the movie like swings for the, swings for the fences on every pitch and only hits one, and it's that one.
1: Shit, they hit a couple. Eh.
0: Now, uh, Gwen at the party is simultaneously supposed to be the most liked character, pitied, but also manages to be the worst character at all times because she is, as our chat called it, the. What did what did they say?
1: The read the room. Girl. The read
0: the room, read the room. Yeah, and so, yeah. Uh, we're at the ball mingling, blah blah blah. They
1: solved that plot hole too by having them by having him convince his dad to let peasants go because he already liked Cinderella.
0: Yeah, if like if you watch the movie, it explains some of the traditional plot holes that exist in the Cinderella story while simultaneously opening a whole cavalcade of new ones that would be impossible to exist. Um, Now.
1: And it gives them a meet-cute where he didn't have to associate with commoners before it happened, but he did see her and, like, experience her personality and then went to go seek her out. And then invited her to the ball. Anyways! Sorry, I'm just answering chat's questions.
0: Stop it! We're doing a show.
1: This is part of the show!
0: We get to the ball. And Wilbur is better dressed than the prince, but also has the worst side braid thing I've ever seen ever of all time. Yes.
1: That's really your first note?
0: Uh, about the ball? My notes about the ball are way out of order. Okay. Uh, one that needed to go before that was uh, fucking end my life with the caveat that no one will recognize her at the ball. Except the prince. Alright, I'm gonna... Because he did uh, the fairy godmother did the magic and then she was like, but how will he know it's me? And then he was like, oh god, fine. He will recognize you. And it was a funny haha, but that's such bullshit
1: in that note, how does the queen recognize her later but
0: by putting together that the shoe was the same shoe she saw
1: no the 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 queen where she goes to get her dresses Oh
0: Tatiana, no yeah. fucking idea
1: um okay, apparently because this is a problem I have Plot holes. apparently this is a problem I have oh, so Jesus. I'm gonna talk about it.
0: I'm never gonna finish my notes.
1: I told you this episode might run long, because this is where I have a lot of issues. There was time. Lots of time. And money. Lots of money. And effort.
0: Some effort.
1: No, there was a lot of effort for that song. Put into the ballroom dancing where all the women try to get the prince to like them.
0: Oh, I have notes about this as well.
1: And for the love of God. Cherry. Bleh. <laughs> Sorry, James put alcohol got, got under my nose. Um. Someone choreographed that shit.
0: Oh my god.
1: <laughs> someone that smells like cough medicine, please it, get it away. It
0: tastes like cough medicine. <laughs> it tastes like Robotussin DM. Oh my god. Oh my god. That, <laughs> get Throwing it away. Yeah. Throwing it away. That was awful. Oh. <laughs>
1: Sorry, I have a really sensitive smell and taste to cherry due to cough medicine. So please let me recover. Oh, I
0: thought that was going to be delightful, and it was awful instead. Holy shit! That I've totally derailed this whole rant with that. Oh my god! I need god. to smell wine. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: Okay. There we go.
0: Let me. Can I set the scene?
1: Go for it, James. Okay. But just starting off with time, effort, and money—countless hours—and someone choreographed the shit. That's... In this
0: in this ballroom, which is a real, they filmed it at a real castle in England at a real ballroom.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. That's cool to know.
0: Uh, in this ballroom, you have all the gals who want to marry the prince. I have some issues with the song and dance.
1: I have so uh, many issues but with the song and dance.
0: Basically, the prince and his uh, buddies walk in, dress nice. They're Wilbur looks better than the prince, but that's they all that's look an better aside. than the
1: prince. Uh, the prince
0: rolled in in black pants, a black shirt, and a black like satin smoking jacket.
1: Um, discount irons. discount Cameron Boyce had a great suit. Not even discount Cameron suit.
0: Boyce. That guy's just a whole other being.
1: He I, I know but he doesn't that's, have
0: lines. He doesn't count. That's how I um, refer
1: to him. But his suit fantastic. His name his is
0: suit. Frothy. Okay,
1: love his suit.
0: So. They walk in, and, like, everything stops. And all the gals turn and go, huh, and they Like, they all weird... hit horny instantly.
1: And they do this weird shuffle thing to they get do... in, like, formation.
0: They, they do. They, like, flash mob, shimmy around, get into formation, and they bust out into this song and dance. And I will demonstrate for video chat right now. One of the moves in this dance number that, like, it's one that really bothers me. I'm gonna
1: do one, too, if it's not the
0: But point. it's like, they hit you with this hip thrust, and then they get you with this shimmy. And then it's the hips and the tits. And the hips and the tits. And it's just, they do that, like, ten feet forward. And the whole time, the prince is like, I don't want to fucking be here. And it's just, everything about it is endlessly awful.
1: My least favorite part, which is what I said, someone choreographed this shit. And again, I have been in so many productions of Cinderella, and I have different time periods, mind you, and it's so many theater- theatrical productions, and the… that they do <laughs> literally kill me, because I cannot. <laughs> Flapping their arms like wings and doing weird oh head bobs. God. It's. I can't. Someone put. Someone went to so many years of school to be a professional dancer to choreograph that. I broke James. You okay? You gonna come back? I
0: think I just developed asthma. (laughs) The look of just furious rage as you full stomped through that little number right there was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life.
1: It's straight up. Holy
0: shit. Holy shit. That was so funny. It
1: straight up reminds me of dances (laughs) that my toddlers do. That I work with. Oh my god, that was amazing. I have a, cl- like, I have kids <laughs> that I work with that do dances like that, <coughs> and they could have choreographed that song.
0: Holy shit. If you don't watch our live streams, man, you miss out on some shit.
1: <laughs> like, I literally, the song, this song would... St- so I, I like and like I said I do I enjoy this movie it's just like a comfortable brain candy for me Ugh. like where it's it's not serious I don't have to think about much it's a cute fluffy movie that song will take me out of it every single time because I just get twitchy and angry and I watch <coughs> every single person throughout the whole thing and they do this weird slide where they throw their head back, like I it... time money effort countless hours were spent into rehearsing And choreographing that song. And it's all to... I don't know if we mentioned this. It's all to... What a man, what a man, what a mighty good man. Yes, he is. No. It's all bad. And then in the middle of it, they do a mashup between... What a man, what a man, what a mighty good man and...
0: Seven Nation Army.
1: So you have all the women annoyingly singing and weirdly dancing to that song and all the boys annoyingly singing and weirdly dancing to seven nation army and it's just a cacophony of bad things for your ears and your eyes all at the same time and i think it's supposed to be funny
0: and i'm not sure
1: and Mm -hmm. the only funny part in that entire sequence
0: is what you did
1: is what I did. <laughs> and then the stepsister swooping in and being like, I want to have your baby. Like, that's the best part. And then I also like when the dude falls, but that's just funny. And I don't know if it was supposed to happen or not.
0: Now, my notes for this sequence include how dare this choreography see the light of day. And also, what even is the song? Now, bearing in mind, I've never heard the song Mighty Good Man. Whatever that song is. Ugh. But throughout the movie, they have made very clear that the prince is not taken seriously. He is... and appears to everyone to be a juvenile delinquent, basically. No one thinks that he... Is, like... <coughs> God damn it. He <coughs> killed me. You killed me to death. Um, he's not treated seriously, and anyone who is even like... N- no one in his kingdom really thinks that he is all that interesting or worthy of adoration or attention right so now you've got a bunch of these people
1: most of whom are peasants and
0: stuff but from like royalty from other places who show up and they're like look at this hunk of man and it like we spent the whole movie setting up that he's not to be taken seriously and, and now all these people are singing a song about how fucking great he is? To the
1: fact that even at the beginning of the movie, like, where we first meet him, he has suitors lined up outside the door of, like, other princesses and shit who are there to, like, basically convince him to marry them. And the first one comes out and she's like, there's not a lot going on upstairs and I'd be surprised if it's any different elsewhere. Like, that's how... that's Also, his,
0: dick joke in a kids movie?
1: That's his reputation. So... Also, is this a kids' movie at this point? I don't know.
0: Also, I swear to God, if we keep putting Seven Nation Army in shit, I will literally end it all.
1: I'm gonna fight them off. Bam, 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 bam.
0: When it came out, that shit was hot. That was a great riff. Great song.
1: I will... When it
0: came out, that shit was awesome.
1: I'm gonna disagree, and I like hearing Seven Nation Army in movies, but that's because... uh Let me finish. It's because I only ever hear it in movies. So it's like, every time it pops up, I'm like, hey, I know that song from that other movie where I heard it's that on song.
0: every alternative radio station there ever was.
1: Yeah, see, I don't...
0: Um, and then they fucking... They had the cellist stand up with her cello that she was using to play the song and smash it. And I was like, how dare they disrespect a the cello like that? And then she pulled out another one.
1: Which was a funny yeah. gag. Because everyone gag. was like... <gasps> <coughs> like, everyone in the movie was like... <gasps> and then she pulls it out and they're like, yeah.
0: Now, out of nowhere, jump Cut... To the footmen mice people who are outside, you know, James Corden, James A. Acaster, and that other comedian. And they're all like, hey, w- did you know this is how we piss now?
1: Remember when I said the other part was the angriest James had been in the whole entire movie? This was the angriest James was
0: in the entire movie. We spend like a full minute. We don't need this at all. We spend like a full minute where James Corden is so stoked that he's peeing out of a penis.
1: He calls it his front tail.
0: Right. And then, the, like, they're they're just going rounds about... Like friends would if they experienced a new thing. Like, they're just going rounds about it. And James A. Caster's character is like, what the fuck is happening right now? Which is the only valid reaction to anything that's happening right now. And it's like... Ugh. We didn't need it. That dance sequence was funny enough. We didn't need this shit. Like, what? why? Why? Why did we need this? It's so wildly unnecessary. We don't need to talk about piss and genitalia in a movie like made for children. This is a kid's movie. It's rated PG.
1: I'm also not convinced that anybody wrote lines for the mice.
0: Maybe they didn't, but if they didn't, that still made it past one, two, three drafts of the edit. How?
1: A lot of things made it past one, two, three drafts of the edit.
0: Yeah, but that's like so wildly egregious to me. Like if I wrote this movie, I would be making way more money than I am now. But... I would, like, someone could suggest to me, well, what if we had a funny gag where the mice talk about how they piss outside? I'd be like, why? Why would we include that? Does it add something? Well, you know, James Corden and James Acaster and Ramesh, they're all going to be really funny. Are they? Is that a funny enough topic that they can riff for 30, 45 seconds on it and it will be haha funny? Will that make me laugh? Because if what you write for this dialogue won't make me laugh, it's not going to the fucking movie. (coughs) I'm getting worked up again. It's so goddamn awful. And it comes out of nowhere in the middle of a serious type moment in the movie.
1: I would also like to point out that so little effort was put into the mice that they didn't actually get real names.
0: They didn't. It was just the guy. It was just them.
1: It's just their names. So it's James and Ramesh. And is the other one James too? Uh,
0: yeah. James Corden, James A. Caster, and Ramesh.
1: Did James Acaster get a different name? I or doubt is it. he just James? I he's have to find him. He's probably just
0: Mouse. Um, <clears throat> now, while all this has gone on, uh, Cinderella is- Oh,
1: he's John.
0: Oh, he's John. Cinderella is up mingling and runs into a queen who is, like, very fond of her dress that was made of magic. Uh, but but she, she, designed. Did design she did design it.
1: I don't very think we go- ever mentioned that. Yes, that's
0: true. Okay, poignant part of the movie. Uh, Cinderella, character, wants to become a dressmaker. Cool. That's dope. Uh, has this design that's, like, in the forefront of all her other designs on her wall of this very fantastical dress. It's cool.
1: It's very pretty.
0: Fairy Godmother goes... Uh 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 that's the one. For Rips the first the... time
1: in Cinderella history, Fairy Godmother does not design the dress Cinderella wears. True.
0: Rips the design off the wall by magic, holds it in his hand, and she goes, That's just a fantasy. And he goes, Uh-huh. And then boom, she's in the dress. And it's sick. It's cool.
1: It's made out of tree flowers. It is,
0: which leads to a cool cinema thing later.
1: It it does look really pretty.
0: So she meets this queen. And she hasn't had any issues speaking to anyone thus far in the whole movie. And then she is talking to this queen, and the queen is like, I want you to be my dressmaker forever.
1: Well, she says, can I see your other designs?
0: Right, implicating that she would like to work with her on dresses forever. And Cinderella just fully stops speaking cognitively. Like, her lines go, and because, and that, it's like that meme of that kid who goes, have you ever felt like, and then because, because when, and then you, because, and then you did, because, it sounds like that. Like, she just stutters through a whole sentence out of nowhere.
1: Which I told James he has no room to talk because half the time we can't talk on stream, so.
0: Yeah, but we have a track record of not being able to talk. Cinderella doesn't.
1: This is her first time being around a proper person. Sorry, I'm mimicking the line she said earlier in the movie. Is it? Yeah, that she knows of. She doesn't know that she talked to the prince.
0: <coughs>
1: I ruined James with my dance number, so... That
0: really took me out, dude. Oh my god. Uh, my notes stopped becoming I'm surprised becoming no one sensible. clipped it. But I'm, I'll go back and get it. <laughs> My notes become "What the fuck is happening? Who wrote this fucking disaster of a script?" Uh, and then I wrote, "I wrote the line I'm supposed to say because eventually the prince and Camilla go around and they're dancing and stuff, having a nice time." You're
1: not gonna talk about Gwen?
0: <coughs> What'd she do?
1: The dress.
0: <coughs> I forgot. Go.
1: You have a note about it. Oh, I do. Look at that.
0: Now. We didn't state it explicitly, but we see earlier in the movie, when the prince goes out dressed like a pirate and runs into Cinderella, he buys the dress that she's holding uh, for triple the price. I think he pays like 15 silver pieces for it.
1: Which is how he like entices her to come to the ball and blah, blah, blah.
0: He's like, I can introduce you to people who would buy your shit. That's the reason she goes. So, the prince, uh, buys this dress, uh, and it's so, it's, they do a good job of playing it off like it's not gonna be a thing. Like, he just buys it to get the girl, right? That's how they play it off. Really well done. Then, we get to the ball, and the prince, after, he, it's after he dances with her for the first time, right? No, it's before? Okay.
1: He says you haven't seen, because she's trying to leave. She's like, I've seen the dresses. I've drank the bubbly drink. I met someone who's going to, like, get my designs. I'm good to go. Right. And he's like, you haven't seen all the dresses.
0: Right. Wasn't paying attention because I was angrily typing. Uh, and then he gestures up to the balcony and introduces his sister to the ball. And she comes out wearing the dress he bought off of Cinderella earlier in the movie. Which is a super cool moment. It's a cool reveal. It shows that he actually cares about his sister. It's probably one of the best moments in the whole movie if I'm being And it honest. shows
1: that he cares about Cinderella not just because she's pretty, but, but because, because she's
0: talented. Yeah,
1: she is a person.
0: Like it this movie is so full of ups and downs that like that's like such a peak up in the movie. But it's not the end of the movie. We still have more shit to wade through.
1: Yeah, we still have the whole freaking dance with the boobs. <sighs>
0: So we do the dance with the boobs.
1: We do a really cool moment with Gwen wearing the dress, and then we go into awful fucking dancing for the... The dancing's fine. It's just... It's really the boobs. And I can't... I, I haven't seen the dance. Like I said, I've watched this movie a ton. I haven't seen the dance once because I'm constantly staring at her fucking boobs.
0: Then, after that... Uh... They just sort of wander off, and they go on a walk, and it's nice, and they have some alone time, and they're talking, and they're conversing and having a nice time.
1: Lots of funny throwaway lines happen.
0: Sure, yeah, they do. And then uh, we get to a room with a piano, we do some more throwaway lines, and I'm saying out loud as we watch it, if you sit down at the piano and play it, you're an asshole. If you sit down at the piano and play it, you're an asshole, because it's like asking for it. The scene setup is just asking for that to happen. And wouldn't you fucking know it, he sits down at the piano and starts to play it.
1: Which, to be fair, the ride, to give some credit to the writing, Cinderella does have a line about like, oh, you're not going to sit down and play at the piano. And then he sits down and plays the piano and she's like, oh, oh, you are. Okay.
0: And then he goes on to explain part of his backstory and why he's such a dick.
1: You had a lot of backstory to Cinderella characters that you didn't know you needed or
0: wanted in. I didn't need or want it! And it happened anyways, and I will not get that time of my life back. It's nothing egregious, it's just not necessary to me. Uh, The continuity person is fired for forever.
1: (gasps) Alright, this is gonna be my third rant, and I didn't notice it till. Try to keep it
0: below 10 minutes this time, will you?
1: I didn't notice it till this watch through, but I had a Twilight Bella Swan moment that I haven't had in a hot minute. So they do this lovely blah, blah, blah. They're saying goodbye. <laughs> they're falling in love. And they're about to, like, kiss. And he goes, and I'm going to actually demonstrate with my own hair because I can do this. Her hair is pulled back in a braid, and, but it's hanging loosely. He goes to tuck her hair behind her ear, and it doesn't tuck. It's like this. He goes, whoosh, and it's like that.
0: But in the next
1: take, it's it like
0: that. Nice. Height. But know. in
1: the next take, it's like
0: this. And it's not takes, it's cuts. Every time there's a cut.
1: Yeah, so cut one is him going like this, and it doesn't tuck. Next cut is him going like, uh, him is her ear like this, is perfectly tucked. And then the next cut is that. <sighs> Again, I'll get lost in the forest staring at twigs or whatever, but fix your fucking shit. Okay. I kept under ten minutes. You happy?
0: I'm proud of you. Uh, my uh, my notes got really shitty around here because I was getting really angsty.
1: It always gets to uh, the end of the movies when James loses patience and he just stops. Yeah, I, I just
0: start writing mean things. They really, really drag Pierce Brosnan into this, which should be when he was being more of an ass.
1: Was it that part? When Uh-oh. he's singing?
0: No, 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 no. no.
1: Oh. oh, it's when they have the talk after the ball.
0: Yeah. Uh, man, the writers just fucking hate Gwen so much. Uh, cause Gwen, after having this super dope introduction and like you feel like her character starts to gonna start to turn around and be good again, and it's just
1: She gets like, happy uh, ending.
0: Yeah, but they really like lift her up and then backhand her back down. Uh and then we get Shock and odd stepmother backstory. Bump bump. I'm pretty convinced
1: that this scene only happened because somewhere in Indina Menzel's contracts for movies, she's required to get a solo.
0: Your traditional Disney version of the stepmother backstory is that she is a cunt and also married Cinderella's dad. And is also a gold digger. Also that. In this version... She's sad. She's sad. And so she's an ass.
1: She had her dreams crushed, so she has to crush other people's dreams. Her first husband left her because she went and chased her dreams, which is...
0: Bullshit. That's fucked up, first of all. It's it's the classic thing that's circulating the internet right now, specifically in my TikTok feed. What TikTok like, feed are you on? <laughs> mental illness. Oh, uh, hey, you joined ugh. my
1: TikTok.
0: It's basically... Trauma happened to her... And she got beat the fuck up about it. Very upsetting. Very bad that that happened. And thus, she's going to be capital asshole to everyone else because trauma happened to her. And thusly, she's going to cause trauma to everyone else and pass it off as an act of love. Did I blow your mind or did I like just make you realize something or are you just reacting?
1: You just described the plot to Encanto, that's all.
0: Yeah, they're the same movie, but
1: one's good. Encanto's way fucking better. Oh, 100 fucking percent.
0: Well, Encanto had one of the greatest music writers of all time on the staff. After we get this backstory, uh, but before the number from Idina Menzel, uh, James Corden's mouse scurries under the little table where Cinderella hid the glass slipper and falls out of it, causing the slipper to fall into Adina Menzel's view. And thusly, she is outed as the girl who was at the party. And I wrote, there he is, James Corden, here to ruin the story. Uh, and then I wrote, how can you do like a shred of empathy for the evil stepmother and then light that fucker on fire? Because as soon as you get empathy for the stepmother, she's like, fuck you. I'll give you to that weird fucking guy. And you're going to arrange marriage the weird fucking guy.
1: To be fair, she does mm-hmm. beg Cinderella to marry the prince first. She's yeah. She's like, he chose you. Against Cinderella's wishes. She's like, he chose you. You could save like our family from poverty. Like, blah, blah, blah. And Cinderella, being the strong-minded woman that she is, and I don't need no man, is like, I can provide for our family by designing my dresses. And the stepmother is like... What? No, the fuck? No! <laughs> Who the fuck ever told you you could have like dreams and ideals? I'm. S- if you don't marry the prince, I'm giving you to that fucking weird, creepy guy.
0: That keeps showing up. Today. By the way, there's a weird, creepy guy that keeps showing up.
1: Yeah, we didn't really talk about him. That's I mentioned right. him once. He's weird, he's creepy. I don't feel like we need to talk about him because. Not in
0: particular. Then we do Adina Menzel's solo song. But instead mm-hmm. of it being an Adina mm-hmm. Menzel solo mm-hmm. song, mm-hmm. we get single shots of Characters doing phrases from the song throughout the song, making it a shitty music video. I just hate looking at it. If you're gonna have a DMV, it's all Zell the oppressed the song,
1: women. It's not,
0: it's all of the characters.
1: Nope, it's just the oppressed woman. It's Gwen, it's the maids, it's the oppressed woman in the town, it's her daughters, it's her, and it's Cinderella.
0: I'd have to watch it again, but I swear there was a shot of one of the guys in the movie. Nope. Doing
1: it's just the well. it's just the oppressed woman. It's the oppressed woman song.
0: It didn't make it any better to look at. Like, aesthetically wise. It didn't make it better to look at. But, you know, that's whatever. Uh. <clears throat> oh, I got mad about another technical thing a little while later. The Prince. Goes looking for his uh, it goes out looking for the Cinderella,
1: which is done better than every other iteration of Cinderella. Well, okay, not every other iteration, it's but classical. We're gonna because there's lots of modern interpretations of Cinderella, but as far as classical, like he doesn't just go and go, Does this shoe fit? Like, he, like, knows what she looks like, and he goes house to house to try to find her, because he doesn't know where she lives.
0: Because the best plot hole in all of Cinderella history is that he sees her, dances with her, almost kisses her, and then forgets what she looks like by the end of the night. Wild. What?
1: Well, okay. If we're going by the classical magic, that the or the classical Cinderella story, uh-huh. up until this one, where... The magic transforms her so that her stepmother and no one can recognize her.
0: Uh Uh-huh.
1: Wouldn't that mean in the classical iterations up until this one that the prince couldn't recognize her afterwards either?
0: It is... (laughs) (coughs) Damn you. It is not explicitly stated in the OG Disney Cinderella.
1: Not Disney, just in general.
0: I don't think up until this movie it is stated that the magic will make her unrecognizable to everyone It does. Where?
1: That's literally the whole idea. Otherwise, the stepmother would be like, hey, aren't you my stepdaughter? When she shows up at the ball. Like, that's part of the contract is that no one will recognize her so she can go to the
0: ball. But the way it's framed in older iterations of Cinderella is that she'll be so much more beautiful than she is currently that no one will recognize her. They play it off as a not magical thing, but a you will be elevated so far beyond what you are now that no one will recognize you, rather than the magic's going to cloak you.
1: So, (sighs) either way, though.
0: The rules of magic are bullshit. It doesn't matter.
1: No, either way, though, the prince wouldn't be able to recognize her after the slipper, which is irrelevant to this movie. But does prove back to my point, though, that if that is the case, then the same rules should apply to Tatiana, which is the queen, who she says she'll meet later.
0: (sighs) I lost my place.
1: Sorry. Something about him looking for the princess.
0: Oh, yeah. There's a shot of him where his face is a whole other color than his neck. In the same light.
1: He's not wrong, and it really bothered me. The
0: makeup was rough. It looked rushed, or they were at the end of a day of filming, and his collar had rubbed it off already.
1: There was also a scene where I could have sworn him and Cinderella were wearing the same color lipstick.
0: I said I believe they were.
1: That's not anything to say, like, against guys wearing lipstick. That was just, like, a thing that was really bothering me about costuming. Because his lipstick was really (sighs) heavy.
0: Adina Menzel carries out on her threat to take Cinderella off to this creepy guy. Uh, he shows up in his weird carriage. Uh, they all pile on in, and they take off while we're doing this searching for princess or searching for uh, Cinderella number. <clears throat> there was also a fight between the king and queen at some point.
1: Yeah, didn't matter. Not really important. Didn't care about it. Marriage
0: struggles.
1: Uh, That's literally you can just the, chalk yeah, up that whole struggles. thing to marriage struggles and call it a day.
0: And it, now, now Cinderella snuck the mice with her.
1: For no reason. For
0: no reason. They served, the whole movie
1: could have happened without the mice being in the scene.
0: Yeah. They get the the carriage, it's an open air carriage, and so it crosses over this bridge, and the mice, like, she sees the mice, and the mice are like, one, two, three, go! For Ella! And they book it out of her bag and sprint up the back of the carriage driver and he feels it and he whacks at them and nothing else happens and Cinderella just like yeets off the side of the carriage into the road.
1: It was either I have two explanations and neither of them really make it make sense, but here's what I'm gonna give it. Uh it was either to make him like slow the carriage down because he was like pulling and like getting that off, or it was to cause a distraction so that stepmother and creepy dude were distracted by the driver and couldn't stop her from yeeting herself out of the carriage but
0: my note was what was this mouse suicide mission i don't
1: yeah it doesn't make any you don't need
0: the mice to do that you just wait and then just just go
1: also the poor mice have been living a very cushy lifestyle now they're just in the middle of some field somewhere and they're probably gonna die
0: probably um Then because it's a musical, we're singing, and then there's she's singing while (laughs) running through this field, and I I said out loud, I was like, "You can't sing and run at the same time. You'll you can't. You just can't do it."
1: Every musical in the history of forever would beg to fucking differ.
0: Okay, run a mile and sing the whole time.
1: I'm not saying you're wrong, but Sound of Music definitely did it first.
0: Oh, for sure. That doesn't really matter. The prince catches up with her in the field because reasons. Uh they have a nice little reunion because the kingdom
1: is as small as the woods and it's into the woods. It's so small. It's like
0: <laughs> the prince catches up with her, they have a nice little reunion. He understands how to explain his feelings. Uh she is like, "Yeah, I kind of have to go so I can, you know, do my business thing that I was going to do that you inspired me to do. So I'm going to go do that." Uh and he's like, "Cool. Let's do that." And then uh he puts her on his horse. Oh no, they kiss first. And I wrote the note, uh, the real winner of this movie is Nicholas Galitzine, who got to kiss Camilla Cabello.
1: I love love.
0: And that's the winner of the movie.
1: <laughs> it's well known on this podcast and stream at this point that I really am a sucker for love and I do. Mm.
0: True. Um, we cut back to the parents and the king is doing uh, the thing that the queen used to like but doesn't anymore and he gets on all this armor and he goes he does this really like heartfelt shit for all the wrong reasons uh to try and make her not be mad at him anymore and he serenades her with just he makes up a song and he sings badly and I'm convinced that Pierce Brosnan might be able to sing but god damn it he didn't do good either on Uh, purpose it's like intentionally bad
1: it I mean he definitely like overplays the bad I'm yeah I have mixed feeling about P- Pierce Brosnan's singing voice.
0: I would wager general. he can sing better than that.
1: He can sing better than that. Now, whether he can sing well,
0: there's a line though that the Queen says as she hears this commotion outside, and she's like, she's been painting, she's finally like calming down, and she's just having a peaceful time after their time. St- after, after, after their tift
1: I I'd put a t. It doesn't have a t. All right.
0: Uh, and she says, under her breath, she goes, what fresh hell is this? And I just bust it up, because that shit's so funny to me. Uh, the whole serenading business is a nightmare. And then, out of nowhere, the king changes his entire mind on everything! And makes Gwen next in line, and says the prince can go do whatever the fuck he wants.
1: It's because his wife smacked some fucking sense into him. She just got mad at
0: him one whole time.
1: We don't. I, I have a feeling they had a very long conversation and make up
0: afterwards. Well, sure, but that didn't happen on screen, so it didn't happen. Uh, we basically rush through the ending. Then they uh, introduce Gwen as going to be the new queen. Whenever she takes over the throne, she has a nice speech.
1: They introduce uh, Ella. They introduce as Ella
0: as. The prince's love, Which, because she was like, we don't have to pull it, put a label on it. And I was like, that's f- fucking weak need shit. F- fuck you. Fuck you for saying that out loud.
1: Now, the only thing I will give credit to is this, in this, like, established world. That's all I'm gonna call it. Not time period, not anything. In this established world they've created, you apparently go from, like, single to being, su- like, having a suitor... To being engaged to being married, so there's not like really a term for girlfriend.
0: She's his girlfriend now.
1: She's his girlfriend, but they don't know what to call that in this established world. So he's she's his love.
0: Right, but nothing matters and magic is real, so just call her whatever. It doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. Uh, she does a bad princess hand wave, uh, which is like a haha funny thing.
1: Well, because Ella wouldn't know how to be a princess, so she's right.
0: Like- but it's not funny and it's annoying. Uh, and then. <sighs> My last two notes are there's not really any depth to the movie, but it's not like you can't make a musical with depth, i.e. Hamilton, i.e. Encanto, i.e. all of the Broadway shows.
1: Eh, maybe not
0: all. Most of the Broadway shows. We're
1: not counting Some
0: of the Broadway shows. Don't
1: talk about cats.
0: There's a Broadway show that for sure will do it.
1: (laughs) There's plenty of them, but I wouldn't... All, all the big word.
0: i.e. Greece. i.e. Grease i.e. West that story like they have character growth and depth they do that's what i'm talking
1: about okay you, not that they're good no they are good i you it was the all statement i was just i was more in Spider-Man my head
0: spider-man turn off the dark listen no character growth you can have a musical that has characters grow and has characters that have depth to them it's not impossible Maybe it is impossible unless you get Lin-Manuel Miranda to write the fucking thing.
1: You didn't do it on purpose, but I really loved that moment. What? Uh, It's not impossible. In the original Rodgers and Hammerstein, Cinderella, impossible. It's possible. Okay. I'll see myself out. You see yourself out. Bye.
0: And the last note is, uh, narration comes back to close it out and fucking, I forgot Billy Porter was the narrator and it instantly soured the movie for me. Not because I don't like Billy Porter, but because I don't like Billy Porter's narration. I just don't like it. It could be good for some people, not good for me. Take that with a grain of salt. That's it! We're done!
1: Next time you see us for the first time ever, James will not be taking notes.
0: Ooh, baby, I already know everything about Sahara. I've watched it a hundred times.
1: For the first time in City Wave cinema history,
0: she's gonna do all the talking. <laughs>
1: I'm gonna have a lot of things to say.
0: Most of it's gonna be, every time he speaks, I want to die.
1: The first, <laughs> The first note will be about how Matthew McConaughey's voice makes me want to take screwdrivers to my ears.
0: I simply don't understand your hatred with it. I don't. I don't understand it.
1: But until then, we (laughs) hope you have a lovely time. Thank you for tuning in. And if our chat is anything to be described, uh, they said this is the funniest show that they've ever seen that we've done. So if you are not tuning tuning into us live, you are missing out. Our next live stream will be, while you're listening to this, the 22nd. So, Tuesday. For in. City Wave
0: Cinema. Our next live stream on City Waves Gaming.
1: Which you all. O- is always Mondays. So, that's irrelevant to you listening to this in the future. Bye.